Hello, hello, and welcome to the Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. Friends, it's the free monthly magazine. Hi, everybody. John the announcer here, and oh, yeah, do we got a cool show coming up. Our guest today, his name is Lloyd Schwartz. If the name doesn't sound familiar, some of his work does. Uh, he's one of the one of the guys behind the Brady Bunch, everybody's favorite television show. But first, we bring on the host here, his comic impressionist, Rich Natoli. Hello, John, the announcer. How are you, buddy? Hey there, Rich. How's everything? Very excited about our guest today. Yeah, so it's, uh, we're in for a good time today. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, Lloyd Schwartz, his dad was uh, for the for the listeners Sherwood Schwartz. Yeah, created Gilligan's Island and the Brady Bunch. Oh and, yeah, and I'm a, sure other things too. A we're host talk about. of our favorite shows. Hi, Lloyd. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. So you got you got you're doing like plays and stuff, right? Too. You've done like you're going to be doing your 40th stage play. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I started in television. Uh, I kind of went backwards. Most people start in theater and then go to television. <laughs> but I started in television, and then the first play I wrote was uh, a dinner theater play for Ann B. Davis, who was Alice. Mm-hmm. And then I've done basically, besides doing a lot of television, movies, and things, I've done a play or so every year since then. So, uh, of all different kinds. Yeah. So let's back up for a second. Okay. So you grew up, and your your dad was uh, Sherwood Schwartz. Everybody knows from right. that started Gilligan's Island and the Brady Bunch. And um, so tell us right. about that. Now, what was that like? Uh, the Gilligan's Island. How did that come about? Well, it, uh, he. <laughs> He created it in the, actually in the middle of the night. He thought about all this and an island and stuff, and he woke my mom up and said, uh, so this is it, this is it. And my mom said, just go back to sleep. So <laughs> he said, he, he said, oh, he there's won't. seven people trapped on an island. Right. And, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, but his, his idea was, and, and Brady Bunch and Gilligan, in a lot of ways, were the same show, which is taking people from different places and putting them in a situation where they'd have to depend upon each other. Yeah. So here's here's the seven castaways who couldn't be more different one from the other, and they needed each other to survive. And that's what he thinks the most important thing in in the world is we got to get along. And the same with Brady Bunch. You have two families come together, and they need each other. So uh, those, that's uh, that was the beginning of those shows. He'd done a lot of stuff before that. I started writing Bob Hope on the radio, and then he did Red Skelton, and and a lot of shows. I Mary Joan, and then uh, and then these came about, and I started working with him. On Gilligan, I was a dialogue coach helping people learn their lines. And then uh, when he started the Brady Bunch, I was in college, but he wanted somebody to take care of these six kids. And so yeah. I, uh, he asked me to, to, to do that. I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to do my own things. But uh, he finally convinced me because I because um, and then here's the six kids and and then uh, from that from that point on I did everything with Brady Bunch I eventually was you know director producer executive producer all the different variations of Brady Bunch since then a lot of other stuff too yeah we've had Barry Williams on this program before uh, not very right. nice very nice guy so um yeah okay so now with 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 the uh the Gilligan's Island let's say I keep going back to that because they're running that show like all over the world right still Right, right. It does. It does. So, do I, uh, they do they get residuals for that? I mean, how does that work? Okay. Well, do as they. There's only one survivor of the cast now. So, yeah, uh, that's uh, Tina, Tina Louise. They didn't get residuals. It was a, it was a buy off at a certain point. Real residuals came in long after that. But they they got a lot they got a lot of money because when we did like the reunion movies and uh, they got a lot of a lot of money for that and all. But uh, that was before uh, SAG, right? Like when Gilligan's Island started, well, was was that before the union was was in place? Or? No, no, it, it was in the union. But the idea, the concept of residuals hadn't quite come in. Oh, that started oh, to come in after yeah. that. Yeah. That started with the Writers Guild were the first people to get the residuals. Oh, I and see. And then that spread. It yeah. spread. Yeah. And so now, so now they they can the, like other. In other countries, I mean, they can just they have they can just unlimitedly run it. Um, no, 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 no. There's an ownership situation, and in this case, right now, Gilligan is owned by Warner Brothers. Okay. And so they have to make a deal with Warner Brothers to to show it. Oh. It's the same way. It's not. It's on. It's on uh, like MeTV or someplace now. It's always on somewhere. 
and they all have to make a deal with Warner Brothers. Yeah, because I think you can go to Japan and see and see Gilligan talking right. in Japanese, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. I hope they don't show that episode where there was a Japanese soldier. I hope they don't show that one. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, people are too sensitive now. Those 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 shows were all great. I mean, did you were you, did you have a hand in the writing of, of the episodes at all? Um, with with your not dad? Of, not of Gil not of Gilligan because I was I was only in high school. Yeah, but when we did when we did the rescue movies, I was one of the producers of that, mm-hmm. and so I was involved with the writing uh, uh, with that. With Brady Bunch, I I kind of eventually did almost all of it with him. So they did, did they do any location shoots at all with Gilligan's Island, or was it all done in a studio? Well, um, well, the pilot was done in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and then after that, they did very very little cutting off. In fact, everything was inside. Yeah. It was all inside, except when there was the uh, the, the uh, uh, lagoon, mm-hmm. and that was on the on the lot. And uh, fix, but uh, when I go around the world on any trip I'm on, they always show me where they filmed Gilligan's Island, which was never true. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? My gosh! Well, if you're just tuning yeah. in, we're talking to Lloyd Schwartz. He is a uh, producer from uh, many television shows, uh, The Brady Bunch, and All Things Brady. Now, All Things Brady was uh, that was a uh, uh, like a uh, was like a modern day, up to date kind of thing. Uh, the Brady's, the Brady's. That was that was a dramatic. Brady's have been everything. It's been a half hour comedy and reality shows and and uh, cartoon shows and feature films and uh, satires and there's we have a a very Brady musical which eventually I want to get to Vegas by the way. But there's a very Brady musical that's going to start a national tour this coming year. And uh, there's, it's, it's, you know, the Brady Bunch is a lot of things, but over isn't one of them. Yeah, yeah, you could bring you could bring the musical to the Smith Center, right? Is that what you're you're, you're looking at? Well, I was no, I was hoping for like one of the hotel rooms. Oh, okay, yeah, for, yeah, it will be there for a while. It's very, it's a satire. It's it's rich. rich. I look, I wrote it, so I'm going to say it's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> and so we got to take a quick commercial break, but I want to chat with you some more about uh, some of these other things. Uh, we're talking to Lloyd Schwartz, and uh, we will be right back right after this. Folks, you're tuned to the Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. It's the free monthly magazine. I encourage you to learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Stick around. Lloyd, Rich, and I return right after this. A new showbiz movement has begun. And it's unlike anything ever offered to entertainers. Welcome to the Stu and Lori Variety Hour. The Stu and Lori Variety Hours Registry is a hybrid registry unlike any other. Visit the StuandLoriVarietyHour.com. They're not just a placeholder for photos and info. For just 60 cents a day, they showcase your photos and videos, offer you the chance to audition on the Stu and Lori Variety Hour, in person or on video, plus the opportunity to appear on the six-hour telethon. Audition for casting on several of their exciting upcoming shows. There's just too much amazing stuff to talk about in a 60-second commercial. So go there right now, the StuandLoriVarietyHour.com. The Stu, S-T-U, and Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, VarietyHour.com. You hear Mr. Big every week on this show. Now Mr. Big invites you to visit him online and save some money. All his books are now on Kindle, and he's got a variety of books, fiction and nonfiction, including The Life and Times of Frank Balisteri, books on casino games, and much more. You can buy the Kindle and save even more money. Go to MilwaukeeMob.com. That's MilwaukeeMob.com. That's MilwaukeeMob.com. The quick and painless commercial break, just the way you like it. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist, Rich Natoli. We are back. We're talking to Lloyd Schwartz. He's a television producer and a live show producer. And he is the uh, son of Sherwood Schwartz, who uh, created Gilligan's Island and the Brady Bunch and all those wonderful shows that we all grew up watching. So um, anybody else in your family in show business? Any other any any uh, kids that are producers now? The entire family is in show business. Is that right? (laughs) Who do you have? Well, everybody, uh, first of all, I write a lot with my sister, 
Her husband is Lawrence Juber, who was uh, in Wings with Paul McCartney. He's a great guitarist. And so they write the musical. When we've done a couple Brady musical and a Gilligan musical, they write that with me. My wife is an actress, and we have a children's theater, and so she runs that with me. Both of my sons are uh, producers and writers, and I work with uh, both of them on different things. My cousin created Baywatch. My niece... Uh, just is up for Grammys this year uh, as a as a lyricist and a composer. Her name's Ilse Juber. And then my other niece is just starting a new a, a musical that she's going to have. Her name is uh, uh, Nico Juber, and so that's that's starting to get some traction. So. Like my wife always says, hey, if we were farmers, everybody would be a farmer. But now that's, that's, <laughs> that's the family business. So you're in Southern California. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And so, and you, and so you grew up there. Yeah. I guess your dad, your dad, your, where was your dad originally from? Back east, like New York or yeah, anything? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He was he was born in uh, Passaic, New Jersey, and then he was working in New York. He started working. Uh, actually, he started working out here in, in entertainment with my uncle, who was writing for Bob Hope on the radio. And wow. so he started. He started giving jokes to Bob at like five dollars a joke. Well, I want to tell then, you how about that Sherwood Schwartz? Isn't he something? But I want to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a guy that can rise above his material. <laughs> Yo, that's great. Yeah, but that's classic. And and radio, those those guys all came off radio, right? We had Jack Benny and yeah. Bob Hope and all that. Oh yeah. Yeah, when television started, they didn't know what to put on, and so the people on radio just moved over. Yeah. And so you had up with Danny Thomas, and you're right, Jack Jack Benny, and all of them. Uh, Dad worked for Red Skelton after that. He worked with for eight, for eight years. So do you Skelton. do you remember growing up? Were there a lot of celebrities coming over your house and stuff? Uh, some. I remember there was one party. My dad, parents had a dinner party, and and two of the guests were Maury Amsterdam and Henny Youngman. Wow. And I. Um, <laughs> I was about eight or nine, and I found myself, unfortunately, in a room with just the, with two of them and me. And they started hitting me with one joke after another. And I, <laughs> I, couldn't get, I couldn't get out of there. It was like swing ten rounds with Muhammad Ali or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you wanna, I, I you, can you, imagine. I mean, that's be like, you know, you have Henny Youngman rattling off one-liners, <laughs> the king of the right. one-liners. Wow, that's, a, that's amazing. So now, how? how okay, so now. Tell us about the the fortieth stage play now, um, and what it's about, and all that, so the folks can can. Uh... Uh, yeah, well, this uh, you know something. I've written lots of plays in different forms. This one is called Classic Couples Counseling, and it's a comedy, but it's about Shakespearean characters are coming in for therapy, and so <laughs> Hamlet, oh. Hamlet and Ophelia come in, and Romeo and Juliet come in, and Macbeth and Lady Macbeth and and Ophelia, I mean, excuse me, and Desdemona and and. Uh, uh, Othello, and she tries to help him. She's kind of a screwed up therapist. So then there's a scene later on in the play where there's a group session. They're all in it. And Petruchio's trying to hit on Juliet, and Marlene, we've got threatened to kill everybody. And it's a very funny, very funny play. I, I, you know, I have not, I've written some plays that I think could go to like to New York. And this is one I really think has a like Broadway potential. So I'm, we're going to have a first run out here at Theater West, uh, starting April first. We're already in rehearsal, and um, um, I'm hoping people will pay attention to it because I think it really can move there. So, so Lloyd, you have it all, all cast already? Yeah, it's we're part of a theater company, Theater West, mm-hmm. and we have really talented people in it. I mean, so it was started by Betty Garrett and Carol O'Connor and a lot of people that. And, and it's pretty well well-known theater company, and so we just happen to have all the right people for these parts. And uh, my wife is Lady Macbeth, and um, she's uh, she's a terror. <laughs> yeah, and, and so how does that work with understudies? That like you had to cast them too, right? There, you have to have them. Uh, well, it's a short run, so I'm hoping we we won't. I hope we will escape by without understudies, mm-hmm. but uh, we're, we we will have some, uh, but. Um, this the original cast. I think we, you know, they're all committed for the length of the run. So, yeah, because if it goes to Broadway, you probably, you have to have understudies, right? Because in case somebody oh, gets yeah. sick or, oh yeah. yeah, no, that's a, that's a whole different thing. Because that's a, that's an unlimited run. This is a limited run. So, but Broadway, because we have eleven. There's let me see. There's uh, twelve people, thirteen people in the cast. So one woman will have to play a lot of them, and one man would have to play a lot of them. And so this will be a musical music throughout the whole. No, thing? no. Oh. No, no, it's not a musical. This oh. is just a comedy. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 And so do a lot of the actors, a lot of the actors are, are they um, television actors too, or are they primarily just stage? They've had, almost every one of them had, you wouldn't know them by name, but they've all been in different TV shows as small parts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, that's interesting, and so now, so now, when you talk about TV, um, like what's in the world? What do you want to do now for t- television? Since you've you've had these other shows that were so good, um, what what are you well, trying to create? Just there, new concepts, or well, there's more. There's always Brady stuff in the work. There's stuff Brady stuff in the work right now. I'm I'm doing a mostly a lot of feature work. I, I have a feature film that's coming up pretty soon. That is a drama uh, on the life of Mary Walker. Mm-hmm. She's the only woman to win the Congressional Medal of Honor. She was a Civil War doctor. Yeah. So that's going to be done by Walden. So uh, most of the time I just write in feature films. You know, television is pretty much a young man's game. I was the youngest producer in television, and I am no longer the youngest producer in television. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me how you think, how has this industry changed? Because now we got so many channels. I mean, it's it's kind of a double-edged yeah. sword that you've got a lot of channels, so it's harder to get the exposure for your for your show than it was when we just had three networks, but there's more opportunity, right? So how does that, how does that all yeah. play in? Well, there is, there is. I mean, I, I think it's much healthier now because mm-hmm. if you, whatever idea you come up with, there is a place for it. I mean, we have an infinite number of channels and YouTubes and, and uh, streamings and all of these things. So that's, that's all good. And so I, you know, what we've lost, the only thing we've lost is that, water cooler thing where in the morning everybody gets together and said did you see that show last night well mm-hmm. now everybody's seen different shows yeah so yeah. yeah and so but but yeah so that but that's good though because a lot of it's streaming online right people are watching movies right. online they're watching right. tv um and stuff online right it's 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 it's, it's pretty confusing i mean when you know people that are, the movies that are up for oscars this year some of them just were on television or streaming, so I, I don't, yeah, isn't I, that know, weird? Yeah, because it used to be just yeah. movie theater movies that are at the Oscars. You know what it's like? It's like if you're dating a girl and she can't tell whether you're going steady or steadily, <laughs> or you know whatever, and so you don't know what to call it, but it's still there. Uh, it, <laughs> well, if she doesn't know if you're her boyfriend or not, there's a problem in that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking. We're talking to Lloyd Schwartz. He is the son of uh, Sherwood Schwartz, creator of Gilligan's Island, The Brady Bunch, All Things Brady, and uh, we got to. Another quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Uh, more with Lloyd right after this. Folks, you're tuned to the Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Replacing your air conditioning and heating system is a big decision. That's why Johnny on the Spot Air Conditioning and Heating tailors every new unit estimate to meet our clients' needs. We go over all the options with you and custom design a new system for you and your home. And of course, these consultations are always free. Schedule your free new unit estimate online at johnnies.vegas or call us at 702-JOHNNIES. That's 702-564-6697. Contractor license number 76827. Celebrity voice impersonated. Well, this is Dr. Phil talking at you. You know all those messed up kids you see on my TV show? Well, they're not book readers. Your kids need something fun to read. That's why I recommend American Stonehenge. It's a modern adventure story filled with great characters and mysterious plot twists. For a free preview of the first four chapters, go to jimmyandandrew.com. That's jimmyandandrew.com. Use promo code RICH25 and receive a 25% discount. Go to jimmyandandrew.com and use promo code RICH25. Get your kids reading. That way, they stay off my TV show. What were you thinking? Hi there. I'm pretty sure I'm Bruce Baum. And if you like hot sauce, you're going to really like my new Noggin Blast organic hot sauces. Available at NogginBlast.com. These are hot sauces the whole family can enjoy, depending on how you raised your family. Every bottle is signed by me, whether you want me to or not. So if you want some, it's at NogginBlast.com. That's N-O-G-G-I-N. 
B-L-A-S-T, Nogginblast.com, Nogginblast.com. Welcome back to the Vegas Voice. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist, Rich Natoli. We are back. We are joined uh, this morning by Lloyd Schwartz. He is the uh, the son of Sherwood Schwartz, who you all know. Sherwood Schwartz, he created Gilligan's Island and the Brady Bunch. And Lloyd is a producer in his own right of live stage shows as well as television shows. And uh, so when you do the auditions, like for your... Um, when they have them mm-hmm. for the, you know, the the stage show, do you sit in on all the auditions and watch to to oh, pick? Oh sure, yeah. Oh sure, oh sure. You know, the theater is 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 the uh, the playwrights' medium. Television is the producers' medium, and movies the directors' medium. But um, I'm I'm you know nothing's going by without me proving it. Uh, that's that's the way it works. Yeah, and yeah. so do you? Which do you enjoy more? Is that or is that a dumb question? Um, do you like them both equally or? I enjoy whatever I'm doing at the time, uh, and and if it's uh, and, and actually the project tells me what it should be. What and when I come up with this, this should be a stage play, or if I come up with something that's a movie, this should be a movie, and like that. And so then I then I, it looks like I'm going to have next week, next month, I'm going to have four plays running at one time. I'm going to have the Children's Theater, and I'm going to have Classic Couples Counseling at Theater West, and then I'm going to have two one-person shows that are dramas that I've written. And that's going to be at Sierra Madre. So and it's, it's great for me. So wherever I go, people are saying what I wrote. I like that. <laughs> yeah, know? that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And so now your kid, okay, your kids, you have, uh, how, many, how many kids you have? I have two sons. And they're, and two grandsons. So your two sons, um, oh, like, like now, are they involved in your projects with you or are they trying to do their own thing at this point or? Both. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of we have a believe it or not we had a Brady project that may still go with uh, my older son Andrew, and then my younger son mostly does reality programs. But we've created a couple of things together. He was working for Vice Entertainment, and all. so um, you know the house is always filled with people throwing ideas at each other. You know, yeah. sometimes you duck. You know? Yeah. And so now, now, what advice would you have for people that want to be producers and stuff like that? Are there classes that they should take? Did you uh-huh. do or did you just sure. kind of have on the job training like with your dad and stuff? Um, I had on the job, but uh, there are classes. In fact, I taught at UCLA producing for television. I taught oh. that for eight years. And uh, that's an extension. Now, it's great if you're in, in Los Angeles because the people that teach those classes are actually in the business. Yeah. So you get real, you know. I I got a, I have a degree in television from from uh, UCLA also, but uh, those teachers weren't in the business because they were just they weren't an extension. And so, in fact, it's funny. I would take a class in the history of television, and I was sitting next to Rob Reiner. So <laughs> his dad and my dad kind of created television. And then this teacher is trying to tell us what the history of television was. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's pretty mm-hmm. funny. That's that's uh, yeah. That's very funny. He's going. You're going. You know, my dad and his dad actually created. This <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. So um, now, now the out of the, the who are your favorite actors that you've worked with? Can you name some? Because people love. We want to name drop. People love celebrity yeah. names. You know. Okay. Well. Um, other than the cast of Brady and all, I also did uh, Harbor Valley PTA. And Barbara Eden was great to work with, and obviously the cast of Brady was. But the, the guest star that I think was the most professional and most interesting and the best was uh, Vincent Price. I really? He was just, now, yeah, why, he was, why is he that? Was, why is that? Well, because he just loved what he did. And he just, uh, in fact, I, I was the associate producer at the time I came, and he was already there when I got there, which was 6, or six o'clock in the morning. And he said to me, you know why I'm here so early? And I said, no, and he's because there's nowhere else I'd rather be. And, and, and that's the talk. right attitude yeah, to have. Yeah, it is. That's the yeah, right attitude yeah. to have. Uh, you know, what's, what's the old saying? You know, if you do something you love, you never have to work a day in your life. Yeah, right? a lot of truth to that. When I, when, I, when I taught at UCLA, the first thing I would teach, the first thing I would say, let's talk about mathematics. See, the week has seven days, and a lot of people work. For five days, not liking what they do to get to the two days on the weekend, and I see that is bad math. What you want to do is like what you do for five days to get to two days that you also like. That's seven to zero good math. Yeah. So I don't. It doesn't matter what you do in, in life. I'm certainly not advising everybody to go into this business, but um, for God's sakes, like what you do. Yeah, like what you do, and I think I think there I think the 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 number is Tom Dreesen, John when he was on. 
and Tom Dreesen said, uh, uh, what percentage people uh, that are making a living doing what they love to do is less than like 5% or yeah, less than 2%. Oh, yeah. yeah, crazy yeah. low number. There was a there was a great book by Studs Terkel called Working, and it, and it just kind of detailed all that. And I just thought that was so, so sad. I've been I've been very lucky. I I do basically summer camp is what I do. It's like a arts and crafts. Yeah, um, sure. Now, was there anybody else um, besides your dad? Like, did your dad have siblings that were in show business in any way? Or yeah, he had two brothers. Uh, uh, one he had two brothers and a sister. The sister was not working, but the older brother was the one who got him involved in show business, and that was uh, Al. And he. He wrote for, uh, as they say, for Bob Hope originally, and then he wrote for, for Jackie Gleason. And then the, the younger brother, Elroy, and he did worked on a lot of shows as a writer and uh, uh, worked on Groucho with Groucho. He did on uh, um, Bet Your Life mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of game shows. He wrote a lot of patter for game shows. Remember that show, George? Uh, oh, George, sure. yeah, of course. I'll say the secret, Wade. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny. I'll tell you a funny story about that. My 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 grandparents had these these three boys, and they were all working on different shows with different stars. And my the younger brother was Elroy, and he came in, and my, my grandfather said, "Well, what are you working on?" And he said, "I'm doing you bet your life with Groucho Marx." And my grandfather said, "No, Groucho makes up all that stuff." <laughs> and my uncle, my uncle said, "No, no, I write a lot of it." And he goes, "No, no, Groucho makes all of that. All makes up all that." And so the next week, he came back and he bought a script. Right. And showed that, and he gave it to my grandfather, who refused to look at it. He just threw it across the room. Wow. He wanted to believe Groucho made everything up. Yeah, I think that's the same thing with Hollywood Squares, right? Didn't people want to believe they made up right. all yeah. that stuff? Yeah, right, right. And Paul Lind was so funny on that show, and uh, and uh, yeah. So now you, you so you met a lot of those old time stars, right? Because you're yeah, dad? yeah. I mean, yeah, were, they, were yeah. most of them? How, how were they? I mean, people love, love to know this stuff. Were they were they nice? I mean, were they? Uh, do you think? How do they compare to the stars of today? I mean, do you think there's more talent today, or or it was even, or or in that day that that the people were more talented? What do you? Well, the kind of the kind of people you're talking about that I met, they were all like these old comedians, yeah. you know, the as I said, the skeletons, like vaudeville guys, yeah. Yeah, Jerry Lewis, and so they were multi-talented singer, dancer, and comedians. Some of them are a little nutso, but but uh, <laughs> we don't have those people. We don't really have people doing that now. I mean, there, there's no variety shows on television, so those are the kind of people I met. But um, they were, you know, they're, they're the people today are just just as talented. I think if you give them a chance, I think there should be variety shows. Sure, it'll be great to have variety, variety shows on television. I think we need more of that. I think we need to bring back some yeah. of that because you know this this country starved for good wholesome family entertainment. Now, you know, mm-hmm. there's no yeah. more Ed Sullivan show or anything like that. And those were those. Well, were, they have they have those like America's Got Talent and those. those well, they're contests things, but, though. Yeah. 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 yeah, we don't want. Yeah. I I know I I'm not a fan of contests because I just don't think that they should pit, you know, creative people against each other. I mean, how do you how do you judge a singer against a comedian? You know, yeah, so isn't it that doesn't. Crazy when yeah, you do that. yeah, it doesn't make sense. But but what was nice about the Ed Sullivan show is it was a showcase show where right. you could in, introduce somebody new and fresh that the country mm-hmm. didn't know and let the people decide, the home audience decide, you know, if they want to follow right. their career. That's which right. That's I think right. was wonderful. So now, who, what, any celebrities like now that, or uh, that are out there that you would love to work with, that you'd love to cast in something? Uh, what, what, who do you like? What, what stars are are you a fan of? Uh, I probably would like to work with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, I had a movie at, when he right at the beginning of his career, and uh, uh, it went to him and the studio they couldn't decide about the amount of money he wanted a certain amount the studio said he's not worth it this is right when he was just starting out yeah i said no no i really like this guy I really like this guy and then they passed on him and that was the end of that project but um i you know he's, he's so talented and in, in different is has a wide range too so i'd like i'd like to work with him um um i probably denzel i'd like to work with him but uh um, yeah, they're all great yeah they're great you got yeah. Yeah, you got good taste. Those guys are great actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Denzel's ever done anything anything uh, that was not a success. <laughs> you know, same thing with Hanks. And uh, yeah. but that's the, so. So, what do you watch these shows? Do you look for new talent, like people that are unknown? Do you look for people that you say, "Wow, that person's got something I'd like to 
to give them a shot or sure 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 it's like i have a but way back in the 60s 70s i would i did some stand-up and my mm-hmm. my partner was a black panther mm-hmm. and it was uh very we did very you know very sarcastic you know strident kind of material we were thrown out of a lot of clubs yeah. but uh i've always wanted to do a movie but we got involved with politics and you know you know, FBI and CIA and all that. And so I, I kind of think it should be a movie. So um, I'm always looking for for young African-American guys that can play that part. Yeah. I don't think anybody could possibly play my part who was as handsome as I was, but well, maybe <laughs> fine. So, so how's, how's the industry changed as far as like diversity? I mean, is there, is it, is it something that it's getting more diverse, which is a good thing or, or how do you, how do you? Oh, certainly. Certainly, it's, it's much it's much more diverse now. And actually, there's a there's a flip in terms of writing. My my son is a white writer who's of a certain age, and he's having he's having a my older son is having a difficult time getting on staff because every staff is looking for 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 African American and women and all that. So where it used to be all white middle, middle class white you know men, it's now flipped that way. So it's a little harder. But but you know you have to be. You have to say, "Boy, those the black people had it for bad for so long." I think I now finally can't realize what that must have felt like. Yeah, you it's know? a it's it's a tough one to, to to call. And so now, as far as like when you cast your plays, I mean, what 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 like the the play that uh, that what, what first of all is there a website that anybody can go on and? and... Oh, thank you. Yeah, if you want to go see a classic couples counseling, go to uh, www.theaterwest.org, and there are tickets on the tickets are available there. Um, in terms of my casting, when, when we have the children's theater, it's wide open casting. Mm-hmm. Now, this this particular play, uh, classic couples counseling, um, it's I guess the therapist could be could be ethnic, but all the other right roles aren't, especially since except for uh, Othello, he's African American, because the play calls for that. Yeah, but I think when something is is uh, you know doesn't have a name on it or a, a race on it. Uh, it always should be wide open. Yeah, sure. And so, and yeah, and um, so a lot of the a lot of the 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 roles it, you just kind of just see what comes in, and that, like somebody comes sure. in and they just kind of blow you away in the audition. Um, do, do you get those moments like where you go, "Wow, oh, that person was just amazing." One hundred percent. You know, years ago I did a movie, and it was supposed to be two guys, and one guy uh, was supposed to be like an SC fraternity guy. And I couldn't find anybody that I had could play that part with with that attitude. But a friend of mine was Greg Sierra, who was a Puerto Rican. And I said, Greg, would you just come and read this? Because I I know it's there. And he was great. So I turned to the director. I said, let's just change the part. Let's make it a Puerto Rican guy. That was it. Yeah. Do you find he was was great at Greg Sierra? Yeah. He was fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, so what were what were some of your favorite uh, TV shows besides the ones that you you did that you were a big fan of? And um, I was I was a big fan of well, mostly everything Norman Lear did. Yeah, I mean, All in the Family was I think the best show ever done. And it it really was. And you know the sad thing, Lloyd, is they couldn't even have a show like that today because of you know, uh, they, 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 they people would take offense to what, what people didn't realize about that show and what made it so great was that what we were doing with that show is we're looking at this and we're understanding that how ridiculous a bigot like Archie Bunker really was. And so we were really just seeing the ridiculousness of somebody that behaves that way. And that's what made it funny. So in other words, it wasn't condoning what Archie Bunker did. It was the opposite. And I think people today wouldn't even understand that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think there's certainly a place for it. Maybe not. A, I, let me say this: not necessarily on broadcast television. Yeah. I mean, they do have diversity on there, but they don't take those kind of approaches that you're talking about. Yeah. But I do think on on cable and home box, there's there's as I say, there's a place for everything. And I think All in the Family would. First of all, All in the Family probably is on somewhere. You can probably see it now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's probably uh, yeah. <laughs> and and San, uh, Sanford and Son too was a great show. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, right. really funny. What what else? What other shows did you like? Did you like like uh, Happy Days or any of those kind of shows? Or I worked on Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley and Three's Company and What's mm-hmm. Happening. So um, as a network executive, mm-hmm. so that worked. You know, 
they, it's funny, Gary Marshall, who did a lot of those shows, he, he said, if television is supposed to be educational, my show's a recess. That's what he said. <laughs> and, <laughs> I remember. I, I, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. I, 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 just, I just felt that uh, that's why I gravitated to Norman Lear, because I thought they were really saying something important. I remember uh, listening to Gary Marshall talk about it when uh, he was casting the role of the Fonz, and he said Henry Winkler walked in and he said, uh, "You know," he said, "You know, I uh, I, I graduated from Yale, Yale Drama School," and so yeah. and Gary Marshall goes, "I said." I don't care. Just put on the jacket and let's see if you can do the part. <laughs> Which well, I thought was funny. Fun. That that day I was uh, when when Henry came in. Um, I was over. I was at an office at Paramount, and the casting director from that show came over to me. And said, "Guy came in. You can't believe what the deal was. In the scene, it said he's supposed to take Coma's hair. So this actor went over to Coma's hair, looked at it, and said, no, nah, it's perfect without <laughs> combing his hair.' And that's what got him the part. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's that's amazing. And so uh, and nobody ever thought that that character would take off the way it did. Yeah. But so was it true? This is uh, you might know the answer to this, Lloyd, because uh, I read somewhere that Ron Howard had in his contract that when he when he went into the the to do the Happy Day show from the from the start that he had to make one dollar more than the highest paid person on the show at all times. Was that true? Um, I don't know about one dollar more. I do know that no one could make more than he did. So oh yeah, yeah. Now, now, now we're arguing about a dollar, so I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, which is which is really a smart move because the Fonz's money yeah, kept he was increasing. Happy when he was always happy when Henry's number would go up. I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm looking at the uh, theaterwest.org website. Great looking website about yeah. about the uh, yeah. about the play here. And folks, that's theater with an R E. So it's theaterrewest.org. And boy, the yeah. the alumni of Theater West, it reads like yeah. a who's who of Oscar winner after Oscar winner. Richard yeah, Dreyfus, Sally Field, Martin Landau, Jack Nicholson, tons of Oscar winners, uh, you know, uh, yeah. honed their skills there at Theater West. Very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you we, find... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The, the people we have... Uh, in this play, they they hold their own against those people. I'll tell you. It's now, do you, do you seeing. find Lloyd? Do you find that a lot of movie actors want to do stage um, no. to challenge no, themselves? They no, they don't. No, not 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 today. They don't. I mean, because of the money is all in movies and TV. I mean, that's. that's but most that's of these people the are already rich. I mean, you know, they're already rich. Well, right? yeah, they they won't be doing it in a little theater like our theater is only 168 seats. Yeah. I mean, if if, if if a television actor, movie actor wants to, they'll go to Broadway and make make some money on Broadway. Yeah, what they'll do. Yeah. yeah, and how is that? How is that now, Broadway? Since we're coming out of this virus and everything, is everything booming back there now, or are the shows uh, the it's shows still back. you know it's, doing well? It's getting back. A lot of them had to close, you know, because the, the the nut was so high, and they you know if you if you see a you need about sixty sixty percent of a house to break even. And when t- when it was coming back, they said you can only have twenty five percent of a house, and that's not a business model. Yeah, yeah. how are you going to? So, yeah. So a lot of a lot of them went out, and what I'm wondering now that now I think they're really new plays will come in, but a lot of the old ones had to close. You know what shocked me is I saw Rocky on Broadway. I thought it was very good, very well done, and it didn't last yeah. long on Broadway. No. And well, I you know I I did, I did not see that. I you know it's I don't think something should be a musical. I mean, yeah. the idea of somebody punching somebody and singing about it. I got hit in the face. Now I'm going to sing. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, we got uh, remaining moments with uh, Lloyd Schwartz, uh, the son of Sherwood Schwartz, creator of Gilligan's Island and the Brady Bunch. Uh, the website to go on learn more about what Lloyd's doing is uh, theaterwest.org, theaterwest.org. We got to take another commercial break, and we got remo- remaining moments with Lloyd right after this. Folks, you're tuned to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. It is the free monthly magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Stick around. Lloyd, Rich, and I return following these brief messages. The 
old way of living with diabetes is a pain, you've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-437-1424 That's 800-437-1424 Did Louis the Coin really soak the sheets with red wine in Rome? Yes. Did he really tell a federal court after testing positive for cocaine in his 70s that he only used coke for sex? Yes. Well, you can get these tales and more in the great book, You Thought It Was More, Adventures of the World's Greatest Counterfeiters. It's available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or at louisthecoinbook.com. That's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or at louisthecoinbook.com. Replacing your air conditioning and heating system is a big decision. That's why Johnny on the Spot Air Conditioning and Heating tailors every new unit estimate to meet our clients' needs. We go over all the options with you and custom design a new system for you and your home. And of course, these consultations are always free. Schedule your free new unit estimate online at johnnies.vegas or call us at 702-JOHNNIES. That's 702-564-6697. Contractor license number 76827. Welcome back to the Vegas Voice. Now, here again, the host, Comic impressionist Rich Natoli. How about that Lloyd Schwartz? Isn't he something? But I want to tell <laughs> he you, he is something. <laughs> uh, so, so Lloyd Schwartz, uh, the son of uh, Sherwood Schwartz, uh, creative Gilligan's Island Brady Bunch producer in his own right of many, uh, many uh, live stage shows as well as television shows, uh, like all things Brady. And uh, if you go to theaterwest.org, folks, you can learn more about Lloyd and his projects. And so now, Lloyd, you, since you've had such a, a, I guess, a colorful career, what about like a, mm. bo- a book? Have you, have you done a book or are you thinking about doing a book maybe? Um, yeah, I, I've written a couple of books. Um, we, we did one book. Dad and I did a book together on Brady, Brady, Brady about the history of Brady Bunch. And I've written a family kind of book and... I've written, um, you know, I'm, I've written. I'm on an ongoing book about uh, the, the Gilligan's Island movie, now of which there is no movie, by the way. I mean, but we've been trying to sell it like since 1988, and all the adventures of trying to sell it and getting turned down, and then coming close, and people dying, and all kinds of stuff. And that book is called Invitation to a Shipwreck. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping uh, someday uh, I'll, I'll publish that. And then I've written a novel that I think I'm just going to come out in the kind of a romantic novel will come out and probably the end of the year. You know, I had I had Don Wells on the show one time and she told me that she said Jim yeah. Backus who played the the millionaire on the show was really a cheapskate in real life. Yeah. yeah and I said, was. what do you mean? She goes, oh, he would never pick up a lunch check or anything. <laughs> and I said, isn't that no. funny? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a wonderful one. He's a wonderful guy, and I worked with him, you know, for for years. And um, I, and I wasn't making that much money when I was working with him, and I still had to pick up the check. So. Really? <laughs> well, wow. in his defense, he probably grew up, you know, during the Depression, and the, yeah. you know, just yeah. as a, it was, it was a different time a hundred years ago. But he had Mister Magoo, the cartoon. John, <laughs> he made a mint of money off Mister Magoo. Didn't no, he? no, no, nobody's saying nobody's saying he didn't make a lot of money. We're yeah. just saying he didn't pick up a check. He just didn't pick up a check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, if you wrote a book, what kind of book? If you wanted to write a book today, another book, what would you, what would it be about? Like uh, the history of. Uh, of of television and these shows, or would you do a book about? Yeah, it would be it would be anecdotal. It would, I would tell certain stories. I'll tell you. Here, here was my first influence on television. Okay, I was eleven years old. My dad was working on the Red Skelton show, and their office was right next to the conference room at CBS. Mm-hmm. And his friend came out looking very upset. The friend came out of the conference room, and Dad said, "Come on in, and what's the matter?" And he said, "Well, 
they're canceling my show after one year. And my dad said, why? And he said, well, they, people don't seem to understand it. And he said, and then he said, well, my son Lloyd and all of his friends watch The Twilight Zone. This was Rod Serling. Yeah. They said they watch The Twilight Zone and yeah. they love it. That's all they talk about. And Rod Serling said, is that true? And he said, yeah. So he goes back in the conference room, talks to Mr. Paley, says, I was just talking to Sherwood, and he said his son watches it, and so, uh, like that. And so they said, well, then maybe we'll pick it up for another year. Boom. Wow. That was wow. my first influence on television. I was 11. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, indeed. And Rod Serling said, picture if you will. The show will go on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's all you know, that, that was a setup for you to do an impression. I do <laughs> another voice. Another, and always, always a setup for another voice. But no, that that's that's really amazing. I mean, um, and and people love that show. How many seasons did it finally go? Do you know? Twilight. Zone? I, no, I don't. I don't remember. It went several of them, remember. right? It kept going. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and it's how it's had a life too, and they bring it back and they make features and stuff, you know. Yeah, and and so you said you do. You're involved doing some. Uh, you, you write some reality show stuff too, or you you do some of that stuff. Well. Yeah, I've done. I've done just some. You know, we did the uh, the Brady Bunch. We did the renovation of the house that was done a, co- a couple of years ago, and that was for uh, at Discovery Network. And then we did a reality show of Gilligan, which is the real Gilligan's Island that was on TBS. So I've had, I've, I've, I've I've dipped my toe in that water a little bit. Yeah. But, now, um, what about what about now? I, I bring this up because I have an original game show treatment that has mm-hmm. never been done. And if you put it on the air, it will be a smash hit because it's never been done. And I could tell you about it off the air. But do you do game shows? Do you produce any game shows? Uh, no, but I know a lot of people that do. So yeah, I got to I got to I got to tell you about uh, about this okay. uh, this show off the air, and uh, and I it, okay. I'm telling you, it would be a it'd be a runaway hit, especially today. <laughs> well, I, as I said, I, I know the guy who founded the Game Show Network, and uh, he's very, very much involved in that. So off the air, don't tell me about it on the air, but, but off, off the air, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, you got to get, uh, I got to get, I'll get my number to, uh, to Roger. There you and go. and the, ori- the original Twilight Zone ran for five seasons. Yeah, wow, five so, seasons. Yeah. Wow, so yeah, idea. John did the thing. Well, Lloyd, thank you so much, buddy, for being on and come back again. We'd love to hear about your colorful career and everything that you're doing. Again, the website is theaterwest.org, and he's producing his 40th stage play. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And many TV <laughs> things. And yeah, I'll get, I'll get my, I'll have uh, Roger send you my number, but I'd love to chat with you about the game show thing. Lloyd Schwartz, thank you so much, buddy. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for having me on. Bye bye. Okay, bye bye, guys. Folks, you've been listening to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. Rich and I do this every Thursday morning at 10, and we love it when you come by and say hello. We, we know you could be anywhere in the world, but the fact that you've chosen to spend a little time with us, it means more than we can say. And don't forget to visit The Vegas Voice at thevegasvoice.net. I'm John the announcer. We'll talk to you next Thursday morning at 10. Your cell phone. We need to talk about something. Something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are. But I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road. But I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Direct from the Vegas Voice Radio Studio, it's the Vegas Voice Scams, Schemes, and Senior Safety. Everything you need to know to avoid becoming a target of elder scams. Now, here's your host, the publisher of the Vegas Voice, Dan Roberts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another segment of Scams, Schemes, and Senior Safety. I'm Dan Roberts publisher of the Vegas Voice, and our goal is to inform you of all the bad stuff that surrounds our lives when we answer the telephone or reply to emails. I don't know about you, but lately I received quite a few telephone calls from individuals claiming to be debt collectors. I've gotten all kinds, 
from robocalls telling me to press one for more info, to others that claim I owe money for something I never ordered, to even claims for stuff that I know I already paid in full. Even worse, some of these so-called collectors even threatened to call the police to have me arrested if I do not immediately pay. Some even claim that they are the police, or even more frightening, lawyers. Now, rather than engage in an extended telephone call that you know you can't win, I found the perfect statements to ask to see if their claims are legit. Before you even think about paying, one, find out who's calling. Get the name of the collector, the collection company, its address, and phone number. At the very least, you'll throw him off his game. And if he refuses to provide the information, well, you know what to do. Two, get some validation information about the debt. Did you know that by federal law, within five days of contacting you, legitimate debt collectors must validate or tell you the amount of the debt, the name of the current creditor, and how to get the name of the original creditor? Again, force the guy to tell you all information. And if they refuse, well, you know what to do. Number three, and this is the best response yet, just dispute the debt. Say it doesn't exist or was paid months ago. Make them send you proof in writing. And if for any reason they don't have your home address, you know the guy's a scammer. Four, finally, don't even think about responding to any threats. If the caller threatens you to have you arrested, suspend your driving license, Medicare privileges, or social security payment, it's a scam. End of story. So what should you do when you get that telephone call? The answer is simple. Hang up the phone, hang up the phone, and hang up the phone. I do have one suggestion if you have any questions or concerns. Contact me. Afraid they're going to arrest you? Have no concerns. I'll post your bail. Just email me at dan at thevegasvoice.net. That's dan at thevegasvoice.net. We'll have more scams in future segments. Until then, this is Dan Roberts, hoping that everyone stays safe, be smart, and to always slam those scams. Celebrity voice impersonated. This is Dr. Phil talking at you. You know all those messed up kids you see on my TV show? Well, they're not book readers. Your kids need something fun to read. That's why I recommend American Stonehenge. It's a modern adventure story filled with great characters and mysterious plot twists. For a free preview of the first four chapters, Go to jimmyandandrew.com. That's jimmyandandrew.com. Use promo code RICH25 and receive a 25% discount. Go to jimmyandandrew.com and use promo code RICH25. Get your kids reading. That way, they stay off my TV show. What were you thinking? 